Rise with India podcast on ET Now. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the daily morning update from ET Now and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 14th of June. Front and center today is going to be macroeconomic data that will be released later this evening. Retail inflation data for the month of May will be key to watch to see if it falls within the range of the central bank's projections. Higher fuel costs and rising commodity prices have pushed up the cost of everything that we consume. On Friday, IIP data for the month of April showed that industrial output fell to the lowest in seven months. This was to be expected though on account of the second wave of the pandemic. IIP fell over 13% sequentially, but compared with last year, it jumped over 134% because, as you know, we were in the middle of a lockdown then. There is anticipation that the reading for May, which saw the peak of the second wave, will be even worse for industrial output. Over the weekend, India continued to report less than 1 lakh daily COVID-19 cases. On Sunday, in the 24 hours to 8 a.m., the country reported nearly 81,000 fresh cases. That's the lowest since the 1st of April. The nationwide positivity rate now stands at 4.25% and has stayed at less than 10% for 20 days straight. In New Delhi, under the phased unlock process, reopening of restaurants with 50% capacity and one weekly market per municipal zone will be allowed from today, according to Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal. The GST Council has slashed the tax rates on medical-grade oxygen, COVID testing kits and other items used in COVID-19 relief and management, but left the rate on vaccines unchanged at 5%. The council cut the tax rate on ambulances to 12% from 28% currently, while the tax on medical-grade oxygen, oxygen concentrators and ventilators has been cut to 5% from 12%, according to Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman. The lower rates will be applicable till the 30th of September, and any decision to extend the relief will be taken by the GST Implementation Committee after gathering opinions. The council exempted drugs such as tocilizumab and amphotericin B used to treat mucormycosis, commonly known as black fungus, from the GST. The rate on remdesivir, meanwhile, has been lowered to 5% from 12% currently. In other news, the government plans to bring in a clutch of anchor investors to invest up to 25,000 crore rupees in shares of Life Insurance Corporation of India ahead of its planned mega initial public offering. And there could be two dozen of those investors, according to a source-based news report in the Mint newspaper. In international news, a motley alliance of Israeli parties on Sunday ousted Benjamin Netanyahu, the country's longest-serving prime minister, and formed a new government in a seismic shift in the country's turbulent politics. Naftali Bennett, a right-wing Jewish nationalist and former tech millionaire, took oath as prime minister and will take over at the helm of the eight-party bloc. Netanyahu was prime minister for as many as 12 years. Meanwhile, the group of seven leaders on Sunday called out China for human rights abuses in Xinjiang and forced labor in global supply chains. The G7 also demanded a timely, transparent, expert-led and science-based WHO-convened Phase 2 COVID-19 origins story. In sports, Novak Djokovic fought back from two sets down to beat the Greek fifth seed 
Stefanos Tsitsipas to win the French Open title for the second time on Sunday. And with that, it's over to Rohit Singh for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Rohit. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex. A brand new week and we're riding on the heavy lift provided by Friday's record run. But first up, the global context. S&P 500 managed a third week of winning streak, while Nasdaq was up for the fourth week in a row. Friday saw the 10-year yield slip to a three-month low of 1.43%. Strong commentary by International Energy Agency saying oil will reach pre-pandemic levels next year has also helped firmer prices. The week gone by was the fourth week that we've ended higher. A big feat even as we attempt to claw back from the setback of the second wave. This was also the longest weekly run this year. Banks snapped this week while IT and metals look like they are the outliers on the upside. But something surreal is underway in the small cap space. This pocket is now up for the eighth week in a row. Going forward, we are most likely going to start off quiet. A double-digit dip in April manufacturing output will also weigh on the sentiment. But the measure of volatility is now just floating above the 14 level, lowest in almost 20 months. The options data is hinting at a trading range of 15,500 and 16,000 on Nifty. The IPO market is looking hot this week after lying low for two months. Four public issues are kicking off this week, looking to raise 10,000 crores in total. So that'll soak up some cash. We'll see how markets are affected by this. Let's tell you about some of the stocks that'll see action this morning. The GST Council has temporarily lowered rates on COVID-related items, including medicines and hand sanitizers, to 5% until September 30th. It left the rate on vaccines unchanged at 5%. Adani Enterprises has incorporated a wholly-owned subsidiary Adani Cement to make and process all types of cement. Reliance Power plans to raise 1,300 crore rupees via issuing preferential shares and warrants to parent Reliance Infrastructure. Coal India could reward shareholders with an additional final dividend of 20 to 25% at its board meeting later today. Max Life CEO has said that Axis Bank is likely to raise its stake in Max Life to about 20% over the next 12 to 18 months. Steel Authority of India has clocked a 31% rise in bottom line thanks to higher production and improvements in efficiency. Keep an eye on the shares of Hinduja Global Solutions, which have rallied more than 6% on Friday. There is talk that the company has finalized the deal to sell a stake in its healthcare vertical to a private equity. Canara Bank will be the lead sponsor, the biggest shareholder of the National Asset Reconstruction Company. The bank will be contributing up to 12% of equity. To recap, the one bit that has been working is staying with the momentum. But the unprecedented run-up in some of the smaller names is a factor of concern. We advise you stay aware of the rising tide. Wish you all a profitable day ahead. It's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Rohit. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthew signing off. Have a great day and an amazing week ahead. The Rise with India podcast on ET Now. 